This is your announcer, Chuck Landington, welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Everyone is talking about Donald Trump getting booed at a World Series game. Don't feel so bad, Donnie. Our pal Robin knows what it feels like. He gets the same reaction every time he goes to a Psyopus show. Come on, dude, we all know you don't really like them. Just stay home. Anyway, here's the Metal Injection Livecast. Just stay home is my 2019 motto. Nice. So. That was your New Year's resolution, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was. I fulfilled it to its Great. max. Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. It is Rob. It is the last Tuesday in October. It's mind-blowing to me. We only have two months left in 2019. Until we die? Oh. It's possible. We don't don't rule it out, no. Yeah. I'm not. That's <laughs> Noah right there. We also have Sid hey. and Darren. Yo. We have a very special guest sitting in from Busted Open Radio, the producer, the man behind the cans, Alex Metz. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'd rather be in front of the cans, I think. <laughs> the headphones. The cans being headphones. Not, oh. not a butt. <laughs> not a butt. <laughs> Thanks for having me back, guys. Yeah, uh, thank you. Pleasure. Appreciate it. Thank you for making your way down to the Metal Injection Livecast Studios. From the slightly more glamorous Sirius XM studios where Busted Open is on every day, every morning, you can hear pro wrestling chats and what have yous on Sirius XM Fight Nation. But one, one, uh, one thing we do have over Sirius, mm. you do not have to see Chris Russo walking around the hallway mm. in his jammies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a plus for us. We only have that once a month. He only stops by once a month. Right. For that. One not neg- all the time. One yeah. negative of the Metal Injection Livecast Studios is we will never be able to run into Cousin Brucey in the studio. Yeah, that is a shame. Only because he died. Is Human Newman stopping by later? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, whatever happened to Human Newman? I haven't seen him in so long. Uh, he's around. You'll see him kind of lurking in the hallways every now and then. Oh. Series XM. Yeah, I forgot about that guy. Can you explain to me who Human Newman is? What am I? He's a radio DJ, of course. The first thing I thought of was that guy, the the Numa Numa, Gary Brolsma, the uh, the meme guy. Remember, Numa Numa. Oh no, 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 it's uh, not him. Okay, good. I uh, want him having work. <laughs> is what what uh, channel is he on? Is, he sounds like a new Newman? wave type. He's my co-host on CBS. I mean, seventies on Sirius seventy. Coming at you, a little Susu Studio. Um, I would think he's a first wave guy, maybe. Yeah, no, okay, right? that sounds right. Or eighties on eight. I can't remember. Just based he on was a West Coast guy, though. I think based yeah, on the name, I believe. It up. To the Numa Numa and Cousin Bruzy show with your baby. I will say you guys have the spread, the equal spread that Sirius does. There's lots of seltzer and pretzels here, mm-hmm. which Sirius is known for. So thank you for that. Yes. I feel oh. right at home here. We have a very uh, Jewy-tinged uh, like uh, snack <laughs> snack bar. He knows better than to eat on air, Sid. It's okay. It's but you okay. can we, on this show. Is yeah. this allowed? You know, yes. Tommy Tommy Dreamer, one of our co-hosts on mm-hmm. Busted Open, he does Wednesdays with Dave LaGreca yes. on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156, mm-hmm. 9 a.m. to noon Eastern. Uh, he eats on the air all the time. Oh. And I yell, I yell at him every and day. And he is not only a professional broadcaster, he's a professional wrestler as yeah. well. He should know better. <laughs> does he, uh, Does he like, back away from the mic at least when he's chewing or just... Uh, yeah, he won't, like, so much as, like, give you one of these. Like, he won't go, like... Uh-huh. Yeah, okay, that's good. He won't do that, but what he will do is he'll back away, he'll chew, and then Dave will ask him a question, and ah. then he'll talk with a gigantic blob of food in his mouth and say, Dave, what are you laughing at? No one can tell that I'm eating right now, even though <laughs> everyone <laughs> can tell that he's eating right now. 
thing is, though, with Tommy Dreamer, when you hear that, it could be food or it could be broken glass in his forehead. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. He or has tic tacs uh, in his mouth. He has bladed on air before. Oh, what? Yeah. what? Uh, funny story. So last time he was, it actually happened the last show he did. He uh, has recently, I don't know if you followed him on Twitter, but he has been talking about all of the foods that he has never tried in his like, you know, almost 50 plus years of being on planet Earth. Mm-hmm. Like he's like only rec- like at 30, he had his first apple. Uh, <laughs> recently. He's never had a banana. I never think. had a banana until recently, but now obsessed with bananas. <laughs> so. Literally came into the studio uh, during the show. Pulls a. He goes, "Hey, I just found a banana. I'm gonna eat." Found? This. Yeah, in his bag. Didn't know it was. Oh, there. okay. Uh, pulled not out like on the floor. Not on the floor. <laughs> pulled out the banana. Un like peeled it, but kept it on the peel, like as almost mm-hmm. as if the peel was his plate. Mm-hmm. Took a miniature, <laughs> like almost like a thing of peanut butter you would get at like a diner that uh-huh. like comes like a little plastic uh-huh. container. Peeled it off, spread the butter, uh, peanut butter over t- uh, top of the banana, and chopped it like this, and then continued to eat them. But then he realized, you know, on those things on peanut butter, there's like a little lid thing. There's almost uh-huh. like a lip, like a plastic yeah. lip. Mm-hmm. Yes. So to help you get it off, he ripped that plastic off the lid and then tried to literally make himself what? bleed on the air with the sharp plastic from the <laughs> container. Well, did and, it work? And succeeded. Oh. Yes. Okay. Is there a video element to this show? I mean, it, uh, well, yes, there is. Okay. We actually are now on the SiriusXM app. You can check out video clips and full interviews of our show every day on the SiriusXM app. But uh, this all happened very, very quickly and I did not get, no. get this. <laughs> but yes, he just kind of turned to me and just said, look, I'm going to make myself bleed. <laughs> and I mean, to be fair, like there's probably like a thousand cuts on his forehead, like r- waiting to be re-opened. gently reopened. This is not my story to tell, so I won't really tell it, but he told me uh, there is a reason his forehead does not look like, say, a Dusty Rhodes or a Terry Funk. or the, mm-hmm. He has a very special trick that kind of kept his thing <gasps> sort of clear. And if you actually look at Tommy, if you see him up close, his forehead is pretty pretty clear. Fine, yeah. yeah you, He's you not looking notice. like a duel the butcher or anything right, like that. Right, right. Yeah. I, I, won't, I won't say that this is what Tommy Dreamer's trick is, but a trick I have heard from others is that they would uh, gently make a small nick in their forehead the night before they were about to wrestle Mm -hmm. uh, and then soap it up before the match and so that it's not visible but the slightest uh, provocation would open a gash there and then supposedly that makes it heal uh, easier as well. Uh, yeah, that I've heard of. I've also heard of, like, especially back in the territory days where guys were traveling from city to city and doing these, like, crazy, bloody, like, you know, 30 to 60 right. minute matches every night. The same match, but in a different city. Mm-hmm. They would put sort of that petroleum jelly, like, over top mm-hmm. of it, but then yeah. cover it with a bandage. Um, and then kind of like dress it up, clean it up before they go out there, mm-hmm. but n- almost preventing it from healing so that uh, literally mm-hmm. the. All you needed was like a, a stiff punch or something to the head and open wide wow. up again and let's go. I never heard minutes. that one. Yeah. That's a good one. Pretty wild. Darren's going to do it next week. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm Darren's going to play it on air. I'm going to open a little thing of peanut butter and uh, try to. <laughs> I, I was thinking I'm going to go my a different way. I'm going to get a sweet and low package and just give myself a really bad a paper, paper cut. cut. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, one thing I, I want to say, you guys are killing it with the marketing because I feel like anytime I turn on WWE programming now, I see a big fat Dave LaGreca head yes. on the hard camera side. Uh, are you guys selling those? They're not for sale. 
However, <laughs> how do people get these big fat Dave? Le- Dave LaGreca, by the way, is the host of Bust Open. Who's Radio. been on this show? Who's been on yeah. the show? Previously. He has been a guest on this show. Uh, you guys are familiar with uh, Discord? Correct? Yes, sure. yes, yes, we have uh, uh, one for our, for our uh, podcast as well. Very cool. So, uh, one of these fans uh, created a Discord chat to kind of not only chat while the show is live, but also chat while the wrestling shows are live. Mm. So uh, I believe they all have kind of banded together, and and one of the guys, I, his name escapes me right now, but he basically prints them, and if you go in the Discord chat and say, hey, I'm going to Raw, or hey, I'm going to AEW Dynamite Wednesday night, uh, and we're, I'm, I have seats where I'm going to be on TV, he will, he will literally mail you a Dave LaGreca head what? to bring yeah. to the show and get <laughs> like, on television. Who pays for it, though? I, I, uh, just he the does. adoring fans. Okay, I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm saying it's not exactly. the guy sending it out paying for it, like the other person. Listen, I, if there's, you don't know. if there's money exchanging hands, I... I You're not the uh, one. not the one. This is it. not an officially licensed, busted open fathead. Merchandise. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, actually, this uh, last uh, Monday night. Last, yesterday, I saw yeah. there was the fathead, and then there was another guy that had like the trio of Dave, Mark Henry, and, and Bubba. Yes. Like, I never saw that one before. Yeah, that's They're a expanding. New, that's a new one. They're expanding. Um, <laughs> the Fathead first made its, its appearance two summers ago at SummerSlam. Uh, Ronda Rousey was making her way back up the entrance ramp uh, after her victory in a uh, championship match, and there is just Dave's head just floating <laughs> in the crowd next to Ronda. And it's a, it's it's a, uh, I don't want to say very unflattering photo, but it's not the most flattering photo. Like it's not super unflattering. I mean, it's eye catching. It's, it's him. An it's photo. him, like, in the middle of a laugh. So it's like... <laughs> so. Uh, how can I explain it? So uh, <laughs> the history of this image of Dave is we, uh, when Bubba first joined the show, we did a live WrestleMania show in Orlando uh, before WrestleMania 33. And uh, Sirius sent one of those, like, Getty Images photographers mm. to it to kind of just, you know, they take photos of, you know, all kinds of crazy events. Right. And then you can, you know, outlets can use the photos for free for, like, press stuff and yada, yada, yada. So we are going through these photos, and there's this photo of Dave just like la- in the middle of a m- laugh, and he's got the headset with the microphone attached to it or whatever. So one of our fans online, as the show you know continues to increase in popularity, it's crazy how fast it's growing, but started making these sort of Photoshop memes of just like everything that we talk about on the show or what's happening in wrestling, and just putting Dave's face on people. But that just <laughs> that, that photo, yeah. just that particular photo, and it really caught steam. And then that's where kind of the fathead idea came from nice. and last night during the uh, the main the main uh i guess angle between rusev the cuckold angle have you seen this yes, last night yes it makes no sense but go the on cuckold angle which makes no sense where uh rusev the bulgarian brute who is married to lana who magically lost her russian accent well she's been taking english lessons correct is that the story i thought the story yeah. was that she like got rid of her accent i no, that well, like on Twitter, they were like, "Hey, why don't you have an accent anymore?" And she's like, "I've been taking lessons, so oh. I, I've." I, it, so, so or been, it would go in and out, you know. Anyway. So they've been building up this story for weeks now, where Bobby Lashley, the big, you know, UFC, former UFC Bellator guy, you know, mm-hmm. who and was a pro wrestler before. He has now uh, been, you know, taking a keen eye to Lana, and they've been, you know, going out to dinners, spotted at restaurants. Suddenly they're together. Suddenly they're together. Out of nowhere. Rusev is very angry about this, and so Lana finally confronts him on the Jerry Lawler's The King Court last night. Yes. And she's saying, uh, Rusev, all he ever wanted was sex. He's obsessed he's, he's with- He's a sex addict. He's he wanted sex... it morning, day, and night. Yes. He would never take me to restaurants. He would send all of our money- 
to his family in Bulgaria. And keep in mind, Rusev is the good guy here. Yes. <laughs> and then she alleged that Bobby Lashley, her new boyfriend, told her that Rusev cheated on her. Right. And that was too far for Rusev. And this whole time, we're th- we, you know, he, she's talking about how he, you know, he, all he wanted was a child, and we're thinking, she's going to say he's pre- she's pregnant, she's pregnant. It never happened. Uh, uh, Bobby Lashley eventually comes down. They get in a big fight, yada, yada, yada. But in the middle of this entire discussion, this very awkward discussion about cucking and all of this stuff, Stuff, Dave's head is just floating <laughs> right there. in between the two of them. Uh, if you go to Busted Open Radio on Twitter and go back to last night, you can see a bunch of photos of this. It is insane. I was laughing the entire time at this very serious wrestling angle. It was great. You know, Vince is known for uh, rewriting things on the fly. I heard he was going to do a thing where... Uh, Dave's head ate out Lana, but then they, they had to scrap it. They, they, too far. Censors wouldn't allow it. <laughs> Have you gotten any, like... Anybody from WWE hit you up like, hey, what the fuck? Why is Dave's head popping up on our shows? <laughs> like any, anything like that? No, I mean, they seem very enamored with the competition with AEW right now. Yeah, so I guess we, they're a little distracted. We're getting a lot a lot of reports from fans that they're being asked to remove their Young Bucks, Bullet Club, AEW, you know, T-shirts oh, and stuff yeah. from at the shows. That's crazy. But it's actually, if you want WWE merchandise, it's a great way to get free merchandise because they just give you another T-shirt. Oh, that's oh, okay. Yeah. See, that's interesting because I, like, when this contract controversy first happened someone was saying that they had to put their shirt inside out which i'm like what the fuck well, you don't want the screen yeah. print no like rubbing against your body hair like that's well, not they used to give out, a woman these people to... don't wear undershirts what's wrong with these animals <laughs> they gave it is an undershirt you wear an undershirt over a shirt over a t-shirt Wait, under a t-shirt yeah the yeah. free shirt thing is from the days of the nwo when they'd bring down a, an nwo shirt they would just hand out free t-shirts to put over those too mm. oh okay I didn't, I didn't realize that this is this is a long it seems so silly it's like why don't you uh, instead of focusing on uh taking your shirts away from your fans focus on maybe a uh, better storytelling right. <laughs> I, I, well I, I don't think it's the same people doing the two you're right. things you're, <laughs> you're right. not sending the writers but, but, out but the, the crowd. i mean the um, although with they're the telling the writers the, what to do though. the directive yeah. comes from the same person fair yeah, so we don't really ever get any reports of like uh, WWE people being like, "Hey, why are why is Dave's head floating?" You know, right? Hey, it's interesting Dave. that like someone will walk in with Dave's head and a young buck shirt, and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! Take off that young buck shirt!" <laughs> like that big random person head you have. That's fine. Oh uh, yeah, this cardboard cutout of a forty-eight-year-old man's head. This is totally <laughs> with fine. a microphone. With a microphone attached yeah, to it. Totally fine. It totally makes fine. a weird kind of sense though, because I feel like Dave's head is not in any way challenging. Yeah, their right. Their and existence. he promotes he promotes WWE. Yeah. But you guys have W is in direct competition with them and also like highlighting very shitty things about their show in a way, you know, sometimes in some ways. What I have learned is that our our fan base is somewhat affluent because these seats that these guys get at these mm. events are not primo. Yeah. Primo seats. Those are at least $150, $200 yeah. seats. So. I mean, hard camera on the floor. On much. the floor. Yeah. yeah. Or, you or know, like in the entrance way. Entrance way. Yeah. So. Is Good it pos- possible that uh, any of these people were like... Uh, injured by Braun Strowman or something, and they got lifetime uh, ringside seats. <laughs> I mean, I think that, I think anything's possible with that. But I, I, I mean, you guys have seen. Uh, I'm sure there's these guys that are kind of at all these events all the yes. time, like the big pay per views. It's always these. Same Who is that guy dudes. in the green shirt? He ruins the shows for me. Well, there's what there's what fake uh, there's what the fake uh, Brock Lesnar guy. There's, oh yeah, you know, there's him. There's he's the not. A, he's usually just like the bigger shows, but the guy with the green shirt, yeah. always center mm-hmm. of the camera, always with that loud green shirt, so you can't miss him. And right next to him is the Mets fan. Yeah, Jacob yes. Degrom shirt guy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then That's there's the another guy. guy in New York. 
Louis, like, or all the the ones. Yeah, yeah. Like, but he's he goes to all of them though. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's another guy that kind of looks like Jim Martin from Faith No More, who goes with his mom, <laughs> who's like a few seats <laughs> wow. apart from them. <laughs> You will notice these people just because, like, if you watch every week, you're like, it's that same guy. It's that same weird there, guy. There's also a guy. There's also a guy I've seen. He has like a white blazer. He's somewhat tall. He's always in the front row. And then one lapel says raw and one lapel says smackdown. Oh, God. oh my God. I wow. haven't seen that guy. Jeez. That guy is everywhere. If I pointed out to you a photo of him, I bet you would be. Yeah. Like, I've seen that guy before. Well, one thing I love is that um, I heard from an inside source. Uh oh. <laughs> that there are some people in WWE that are really annoyed by those people. And when they do the recaps, they will go out of their way wow. to not use shots with those people in them. Like they t- either they edit them out or they just don't use the They just the avoid, video. they avoid shots with them in it. That's I don't think they edit them out. Reasonable, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, do, if don't I, don't allow them to get over on. The, yeah, if I'm in charge of putting these video packages together, I'm going. You know, fuck these guys. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, they, if you think about they it, I mean, they are customers. hardcore fans. Yeah. But something to me tells me that they're getting some of these tickets on stuff up. How do you get the same seat at every fucking arena every week? Right. You got to go. You got to do it on StubHub. It's got to be. Think. Or maybe your mom is screwing the head security guy. Oh wow! <laughs> hey, this wow. person is like 40 years old, so this security guy. Gotta be a little old. The question but. is, when they edit these packages, will they keep Dave's head in them? Well, <laughs> it's funny say. you say that. So at the open of the show, uh, the women's tag team champions, the Kabuki Warriors, mm-hmm. the uh, Asuka, Asuka and, and Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie yeah. Sane, uh, there was a moment where she Asuka sprays the green mist into their former manager Paige's face, and like. 10, 15 minutes later, they showed a replay of it, and they actually gave it a different camera angle than what they showed on television that highlighted Dave's face more. <laughs> so I was happy about that. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, great but if it was, thank you. Listen, just, you know, I just want to say thanks, guys. The free advertising is great. It's, you know, busted open, you know, Dave's head. It's great. It's all good for us. So the I next step, it. the next dimension is to get Dave's head there and have Dave's head spew the green mist toward the, <laughs> toward the <laughs> ring. Oh, my God. Just get a guar like a mist cannon to go through his mouth. The Rick Martel atomizer. Yeah, thing. sure. Just put okay. that behind the thing and just arrogance. It. Yeah. Ah, model Rick Martel. I love it. It's a great idea. The people sitting in front of you probably wouldn't like that as much. You'd need like an aisle seat or maybe like right the front, the front row. Front. Yeah. yeah. Might get removed, but just have Rusev walk in with a Dave's head sign and just do it himself. You'd <laughs> probably rather do that. It was in the main event segment. I'm sure he's excited about that. Um, but yeah, let's see. I have a I have an announcement. Uh oh. I'm taking a break from marijuana. Why? Whoa, that is huge. For the first time in 15 years. <laughs> oh break. my god. What constitutes a break? Uh, well, I want to see if I can go a week first. I'm gonna like. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Stop smoking he, he, weed. He doesn't even know what the <laughs> phrase is for not, not smoking Not like fragmented, anymore. but like do it in steps. Like I first see. do a week. Like I want to not smoke until the weekend. You want to taper off your habit. And then uh, try two weeks and then try like a month. So what Whoa. spurred this on? Uh, just not. Just, well, I, I had a, I was thinking the other day like, oh, I'm 36 years old. That means I've been smoking Every day for at least 10 years. <laughs> so I was like, ah, maybe I should, you know, see what being uh, not high every day feels like. I want, I want to, I want to see this, uh, 
this crazy freshness that people say they have and this alertness. I commend you on that. <laughs> so uh, yeah. it's been 24 hours and it's starting to get difficult. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to do it, especially like I'm, ta- like I'm talking about it. I right. think that's like the way to like. You're holding yourself accountable yeah, by doing uh, this. Yeah, I've told people. So Wh- whereas you... before when I've tried, I've just kept Sorry. it to myself and failed miserably after a few hours. Have you put? Have you like circled a date where you're allowed to smoke up again? Yeah, this weekend, Saturday. Oh, you have. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Is it like Friday? I want to see if I can... or Saturday when you. No, wake like up? when I wake up. Okay. <laughs> he won't waste a second. Yeah, I want to go through. I, I want to go through the week, and uh, and not smoke, uh, and also just see if like what the. What's what, it been like so far for you? Uh. When did you start again? Last yesterday was like yesterday afternoon was like I took a hit and then last night I was like I should stop. Uh, so it's been 24 hours for sure that Ish. I haven't smoked weed. Did you make this decision? I, I was not high 24 hours ago right now. Oh. <laughs> was, was that, so was that last, uh, session of smoking done with the knowledge that you were going to stop? No. Oh, it was after, okay. It was just, I was having this Did you decide thought process. or high? Uh, I guess I was a little high, but, uh, I mean, I'm still doing it. <laughs> it's something I've been thinking about for a while. Yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. I, I want to do it now just because, uh, like. I don't know. I've been a little antisocial and like. Uh, Maybe that's because you only know assholes. <laughs> Maybe it's justified antisocial behavior. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, look at me. I'm an asshole. Why would you want to be social with me? <laughs> it's completely fine. Uh, I just don't want to leave the house at all. So I feel like part of that, part of my crutch for not wanting to leave the house is because I just sit and get high and don't want to mm. leave. So if I wasn't high, I would be bored. And if I know I can't get high, I would be like, well, I should go do something. You know? And what would you wow. do? I don't know. Hang Will out with people. you ever make plans with your friends? Well, ho- hopefully that's what it leads to. <laughs> right. No, because usually it's like, I feel like we have to make plans with you in order for you to hang out. You never initiate anything. Oh, my God. The gloves are off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being straightforward. Uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, it's just a whole, it's a lot of th- amalgamation of things that I'm like, all right, I should try. That's great. To not be stoned and see if I can leave the house more. Because I'm having... Noticing more and more social anxiety, and it's like, that's not good. I have a question about this. So I was actually talking to my wife about this the other day. My wife! Because she had a criticism (laughs) of me, so I want to see if this applies to you. Okay, sure. Are you a person that, say, eh, Friday night, Saturday night, whatever, uh, you'll uh, text a friend and be like, hey, I'm doing this, or this is going on, would you like to come? Or are you the person that texts a friend and go, hey, what are you up to? Are you doing anything tonight? I am neither of them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't text anybody. That's, that's what I was trying to say. Rob yeah, I don't. Te- I don't want to leave the. I I've stopped making plans or agree. Like people invite me out. I've I don't want to go out. places. Yeah. What in the last? <laughs> when was the last time you seen me? I don't go out. It's been, I, it's the been only a while. thing I've been I've gone out to is like wrestling shows or the or like a, a an occasional metal show. Sure. Because uh, my wife was saying to me, "Hey, oh, I, th- yes. I think you're because you know our you know my Noah and I we have similar occupations here. Yeah, we plan everything to the minute, the mm-hmm. second, all mm-hmm. day long at our job. So she's like, you don't make plans with me or anybody else because your entire life is literally making plans. Oh my so god, so you do not want to do it. So, but I think you should try more because I think I and your friends would appreciate it if yeah. you stop saying, "Hey, is there anything going on? Oh, I'll come. You know, whatever you're doing, I'll just come meet you instead yeah. of like actually." making the plan oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so have you been trying to make like be more active about making I mean this plans? happened like a day ago oh. <laughs> <laughs> big day but, yesterday but yeah. I think there was something to, I think there was something to this yeah yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I could see that 
Um, I have to say, though, like, um, and this is why I think I'm good at my job, that when I have a plan and I know what's about to happen and everything is kind of laid out, I have less anxiety about it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, like, socially, I can't just, like, go to, like, a party that I don't, like, I can't just, like, walk into a party. I'm not spontaneous (laughs) at all. Like, I have to know, like, who's going to be there? Where's the party? What's the theme? Blah, blah, blah. Um, so for me, it's like, it really helps me with anxiety to like have a plan, mm-hmm. you know? Totally the same. I don't go to parties without themes. <laughs> it's beneath me. Co- you know, like, is it a cosplay? Is it like a swingers party? <laughs> oh like, God. Are those parties you're getting yeah, invited to? Uh, I don't even. You don't know me. You haven't hung out with me in like. Oh shit, Rob. Ten years. You know the That's, swinger parties. We, we go for dog happen. walks occasionally. Some <laughs> dumb party or don't invite me. <laughs> Even the dog walks I initiate. Maybe mm. now you can be like, hey, Noah, do you want to go for a walk? Fair mm. enough. You could take me for a walk on your leash. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see yeah. if this is what's this causing is my great. social anxiety. I'm, I'm excited for our friendship. But uh, <laughs> I only do themes. This is going to be dog great for dog walking <laughs> trips, Robert. This is going to be great for me, is what Noah just said about my, <laughs> yeah. my sabbatical for marijuana. How does this affect me? But if you don't start seeing Rob more, will you now think that maybe he just really doesn't like you? Because now there is no excuse. Oh, that's a good point. So now the pressure's really on, Rob. You're definitely going to have to step up. Yeah, you're right. Well, one of our friends is having a birthday party this weekend. I'm going to go to that. So it should be nice. Our friend Greg. Grisha. Do you guys want to come to that? I'm good. I was invited. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, because he knows you wouldn't go. Oh, well, then perfect. I don't, that's that's a relationship. <laughs> I don't think that's that's it. He just, just didn't think to invite me. Is there a theme? You, yes, but Sid, I would think. Is there a theme? Well, Sid knew no, him just before at a bar. I did. So Noah can't go. It's very close Well, to that's Noah. the theme. It's a bar theme. Uh, oh. I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't care if I went. I'm not, like, griping about it. But uh, Anyway, another thing I want to mention is uh, this weekend... You met one of the Gallagher brothers, Alex. I did. Wow. And uh, before the show, you mentioned you met both of them. I've met both in my lifetime, yes. Yes. And, uh, so you're a big Oasis fan? I have been for a very long time. Um, uh, Morning Glory was probably one of the first albums I bought with my own money. Mm. Mm. Um, you know, aside from other embarrassing things <laughs> at that age. You know? Right. Uh, so yes, I've, I, um, I had met Liam, the singer, once before. Uh, and he was actually doing a signing at Rough Trade in Brooklyn uh, on sa- on Sunday, uh, and then Noel actually uh, over the summer, uh, in the middle of his uh, supporting role for the Smashing Pumpkins summer tour, actually stopped by the SiriusXM studios, and I I was able to meet him. So I've met both Gallagher brothers oh, okay. uh, within the last year. Yes. Who was nicer? Uh, Liam definitely. Really? Yes. Hmm. That is uh, unexpected. All right. Nicer is maybe not the word. More uh, affable to some banter and some okay. chat, I would say. Liam huh. was more up for a, for a chat while Noel was pretty much, you know, hey, how's it going? Oh, yeah, okay. photo. Okay, yeah, bye-bye. Well, but also it was it was uh, different scenarios, right? Correct. Uh, like uh, Noel, you said you met at the studios where this was a yes. meet and greet. So a meet and greet, he's in like the... Sure. Socializing but mode. even the fir- even the first time I met Liam was also at the SiriusXM studios mm. uh, when his first when his debut solo album came out in 2017. He was on Howard Stern and then did a whole run uh, at the studios. And as he was leaving, I kind of you know snuck in and kind of. 
got to say hello. And even then, he was a lot more, you know, wanted to talk and you know, say huh, hi that's and cool. stuff like that. Yeah, so I would say Liam, definitely a little bit more uh, of the fan-friendly. Uh, Which vibe. of their breaths smelled more like vodka oh. or whiskey? Mm. <sighs> that's a good one. They were, I, in their in their older age now, I would say they're both pretty, you know, they, they're, they're, they're not, you know, like up to their antics. Silver. Yes, <laughs> correct. Um... Though I will say this, no, uh, while Liam has always been called the cooler one, elderly now, I would say, uh, I would say Noel exudes more of like a cool rock star vibe, mm. more, even more than Liam does. Like he had really, he just had, he had really nice clothes. He was really put together. Couldn't really be bothered with anything going on on planet Earth at that particular <laughs> moment. Uh, he just, yeah, he was very cool. I will say that. Interesting. Yeah. Wouldn't it be ironic if, like, their the public perception of them is the complete opposite of what the private reality is? Like, isn't uh, Noel considered to be like the nice one, right? And like Liam's the, the nicer one, the troublemaker. Like, he's the one that can't get along with anyone. Yeah, I mean, it's always the whole the whole narrative has always been that you know nothing ever worked in that band because Liam was such a dick. Yeah, you know, but like in in person, he seems like a. But in person now, and again, you know, he's not up to his you know antics now, right? Uh, so I think maybe he's kind of mellowed out a little bit. But he he was he not was enough very... to talk to his brother though. No, definitely <laughs> not. Well, I mean, what was it that like kind of? Uh, what was like the final straw for them or whatever? So 2009, they were on tour. Um, They were actually kind of feeling a bit of a career resurgence because their last album was actually doing pretty well. And uh, they were supposed to play a festival in Paris, France. And something happened backstage where something was said and then something was thrown. And then Noel just said, you know what? F you. I'm done. He left. They didn't play that night. They canceled the gig. They were one of the headlining oh, acts. Wow. And the next day he posted to their website, uh, you know, it's been a great run, but I- I'm done. Well, I didn't over. realize it was that recent. I, for some reason, thought it was much longer. Yeah, 2009. Yeah. Yep. Even though 2009 is now, 10 years, yeah. ago. <laughs> now 10 years ago. Yeah. Well... A band celebrating almost 40 years is a band called Slayer. Mm. And as they come to their end, everyone should know that Slayer is coming to the movie theaters. That's right. You can finally chant Slayer! At your local United Artists or Regal Cinema or Cinema Cinema. You're right. Slayer. Etc. In cinemas for one night only, Slayer, the repentless killology will unleash the Slaytanic Offensive in movie theaters worldwide on November 6th, bringing bloodshed to the big screen. This one-night-only event features the short film along with Slayer's entire performance filmed at their 2017 concert at the Los Angeles Forum and a brand-new interview with a band that can be only seen in movie theaters. You can get your tickets now for the one-night-only event on November 6th, that's next week, get the tickets at Slayer.film. That's right. The website is Slayer.film. Have you considered purchasing MetalInjection.film yet? I have not. Has it been offered to you? Someone has it already. Oh, God damn it. Now they The do. molding guy. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's molding films. Uh, keeping with the, uh, the uh, lighter rock fair, the alt rock fair... I wanted to uh, mention quickly Morrissey. And keeping with the canceled shows theme. And staying in Manchester. Oh, is that? Yeah, the, that's, the, that's where they're all from. Mm. Well, 
I saw something like Mar- Marcy's fucking insane. I can't believe we haven't talked about him more on the show because he's like essentially Danzig in yeah. terms of craziness. <laughs> uh, militant vegan. Yes. Like militant. Like he is the cliche that will like shame you for eating meat to mm. the point that he has it in his contracts that there can be no meat within 500 feet of the venue that he is performing that night. What? Yes. I uh, go on with the story. But well, yeah. uh, t- and the reason I bring this up is because he was playing some venue where. Do uh, we know where this was? I don't. I, I can, in America. Somewhere in America. Yes, definitely in America. Somewhere in the Midwest. He's on tour right now. And he was playing one of those venues that's like a double venue. They have a bigger room and a smaller room. He's obviously in the bigger room. There was a band in the smaller room. And so they. Had to cancel their... Well, they didn't have to cancel yeah. their show. They chose to cancel their show. And I'll let uh, Jake Hill explain why. Hey, guys. Uh, we're at White Oak Music Hall in Houston. Uh, anybody that's coming to the show... White Oak Music Hall in Houston. Did he so. say Houston or Easton? Houston. Okay. I'm sorry to tell you it's been canceled. As soon as we get here, we find out that there's a bigger artist playing on the lawn who is a vegetarian, which is fine. But... He has made a specific contract rule that you cannot have any meat in the venue. And I didn't know this until, like, I had ordered my DoorDash. And apparently I have to eat it outside like a fucking dog. Or I just want to point out. Oh, Rob, same. where does your dog eat? Uh, he eats inside. I never he said him. He eats inside. Oh, she eats inside. Wow, Rob. Uh, he, she, whatever. Gender with dogs. Uh, I want to point out, he said I had to, I got my DoorDash. Yeah. Who says that? He I got my this. Seamless. I, I always say the restaurant. I thought yeah. you could say semen. Well, that's, I, I got that too. He doesn't know. Maybe, maybe he he's embarrassed by the, that it's Chick Fil A. Well, why would he order it then if he's embarrassed? <laughs> it doesn't by seem it. like he's embarrassed. Yeah, why it's is it in the shot? If he, if which, he... when I saw this video, I'm like, he put it there on purpose to troll Morrissey. <laughs> that's all <laughs> so the statement because this this artist is from Alabama. There's another 30 seconds in the clip. Let, let, let's hear it and then we'll talk. Apparently, I have to eat it outside like a fucking dog, or walk 500 yards down to a bar just to eat my fucking food. This is the 20th show we've done. We're tired. Like we want to relax, eat our food. But uh, apparently God is here, and uh, he's making it to where we can't eat meat. So I, I hate to do this, but I'm not about to bow down to this guy. I'm just, the show's been canceled. I'm, How are you bowing down to this guy? Yeah. But I'm sorry. And I'm also, fucking, I'm so sorry. I know we've canceled. This is our fourth canceled show of the tour. <laughs> the other three, they were legit reasons. This one is just me. This I'm one's just, totally it's bullshit. Not bowing down to yeah. this fuckhead. Fuck you, Morrissey, bitch. Jeez. Hey, guys. <laughs> when, you can't, when you cancel a fifth of your tour for various reasons, maybe you're the problem. Have we ever considered this? That's that. As when it started, I was like, "Wow, Morrissey's an asshole." But the further it got in, I'm like, "Wait a minute, no, this guy's an asshole." <laughs> Why? Like, there's people that are probably in route to your show right now. Yeah. They're going to show up, and you're going to they're going to like lose out on gas money, tolls, parking, whatever. Yeah. Uh, and, and like, they decided to leave their house. They have to have that big <laughs> thing yeah. that I have, have a problem with. And then you you cancel on them for a you bullshit have to have lunch outside because you have to eat your Chick Fil A in your van. Yeah, the last cancellation was because Robert Smith didn't like that he was in yeah. organic deodorant. <laughs> it's really weird. <laughs> but the the whole the the whole it's uh, <laughs> really weird. The militant vegan thing is is is, is a little off putting to me. I'm all ab- I think the vegan Here's stuff the is thing. great. I respect it because it's one thing to like you, you attain that certain status and you want to be vegan. You have these political beliefs, these personal beliefs about. Yeah, meat is murder. Yes. Mm-hmm. And to just, you, okay, fine, I won't eat meat. But it, when you have that kind of a platform, you have the power to 
impact more than just yourself. Mm-hmm. And he's choosing to be like, I'm not playing your venue if there's meat around. So that's he's like sticking to his beliefs. He's putting his money on the line. Mm-hmm. So it's not just his impact. It's everyone within a 500 yard radius. So I respect that he believes it. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I respect that he believes it enough that he's going to use his clout to. Right. It's really on the venues for agreeing yeah, to it. Yeah. Uh, they're they're the shitheads. And like, and why is it even like what's so bad? Did you, I just don't have meat that night or eat outside? Big whoop. Go to a restaurant. Don't eat in the green room. Yeah, well, if it's, it's not fine. a big deal, why even enforce the rule? It's a big deal to him. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it is a big deal. Yeah. This to is him. not the first time this has happened with Morrissey, oh. though. Also, there's some stories about this in the past. He famously in 2009 walked off stage at Coachella because he smelled burning meat from yeah. the stage. Oh my god, amazing. Amazing. I mean, that's beliefs. Yeah. I guess Coachella couldn't <laughs> couldn't meet his demand. Unintended. Mm. I want to know what this band is. Yeah, that's I was curious I'm about very that curious too cuz they seem like douchebags. Oh, perfect. There's a Spotify link. Oh. Uh, there is another Oh, the band is I am Jake Hill. Okay. Here's Jake two. Hill or Jake Hill? Jake the name Jake, uh-huh. and then the name Hill. So is it a band or is it just a dude? I guess it's a... Find out. I don't know. Hold on. I gotta log in. Hmm. One sec. All right, here we go. Suicidal Thoughts is a is their biggest track. Oh, boy. Just Post Malone. Oh, Post Malone is definitely better than this. Well, yeah. No, Sec- he's, second rate Post Malone. Ripping off Post Malone. Well, it's just it's just the track. I don't think he's ripping anybody off. It's just auto-tuned emo rap. Oh. Agree to disagree. I'm, I'm saying he's not ripping him off. It's just everyone sounds like this now. Well, and Morrissey himself is famously emo, too, yeah. so you'd think they would be stoked to play with him. Yeah. You know? Well, not not if he can't eat his Chick-fil-A inside, if he has to eat outside like a dog in the street. He could have just gotten, like, the waffle fries, and right. it would have been fine. Chick-fil-A yeah. has They're probably fried in, in meat oil. But would would Morrissey know that? He, he was. Like, he was. Much of a stickler. <laughs> his but senses seem to be very fair. keen, so. But they were even in different parts of, like, uh, they wouldn't have been around him enough for you just eat your waffle fries fast it's fine but said he ordered from DoorDash restaurant so he they might not have waffle <laughs> fries <laughs> oh my god do you think they got like ad money for that That's yeah like a, now he's endorsed sure. by DoorDash he yeah. got like yeah. a 200 dollars certificate uh i want to point out you can be on the air morrissey if you're listening give us a call <laughs> to <laughs> we don't have any meat in this room 213 wide nut well 213-943-3688 is Bob the number was eating raw meat before the show started, so we no already listening. broke the contract. I wonder, like, if he has pets, does yeah, he feed them meat? Is is meat murder for pets? There's vegetarian food for dogs. I saw it in the store. I have seen it. Yeah, I have a feeling Morrissey does not have pets. But so <laughs> that's why, like, what's what's in the vegetarian food? Because I've read that grain is bad for dogs. So, like, how do they? Uh, repl- what do they do with like the protein? Soy, soy oh. tofu, stuff like that. I only saw canned food, and it was like peas and carrots and I see. other stuff. Boring. Uh, well, one thing that we could all agree is super douchey about Morrissey, I feel that there's no debate, is somebody posted a photo from his merch booth. Uh-huh. 
He's selling signed <laughs> vinyls, right? Now, so far, it's, what's the big? Okay, signed. Everyone sells signed vinyls, except he's selling classic albums by other artists <laughs> that he himself, Morrissey, is. A, so there's a classic David Bowie album signed by Morrissey. A classic <laughs> and he's album. selling this like at his show for three hundred dollars a pop. So he. So let me get this right. So he <laughs> went and purchased some old albums. Correct. These weren't them. given to him like to sign, and he just signed it. Correct. He went and got them. And Correct. Said, wow. And they're at his <laughs> merch so booth, strange. at his shows. You can Venmo him three hundred dollars for a signed. I don't know. Now this. Signed, what, what's that? I wonder if. I wonder if like so a vinyl is what twenty bucks, twenty five. So does he value his signatures two hundred and seventy five dollars? Yeah, of course he does. I'm shocked it's not more. Are they like collectors' items? Maybe that he just wants. to Of sell? course they're collectors' items because he signed them. Yeah. No, but maybe <laughs> how like, many more like, signed David Bowie albums on there? Well, maybe it's like rare vinyl that you can't find. No, no, it's not. It's nothing it's like not? that. It's not it's, like a repress of like you know Bowie changes. You it's know the know first integrity. I don't think it's <laughs> the first one. Let's see. Let's see how much a Morrissey autograph is. We we could we could test his love of money. Just go where he's signing stuff and ask him to like sign a rump roast or something. <laughs> <laughs> see if he'll do it. No, he'll sharpie. walk out. That'll be against the contract. But if you offer him enough money, he might. You can get a, a Morrissey signed photo on eBay for $6. So what? That doesn't look authentic. So, yeah. Is there a certificate of authenticity? <laughs> it's probably Let's that Jake see. Hill guy trying to make back the money he lost on that guarantee. <laughs> Going back to that, I really want to know what the other four yeah. cancellations yeah. were for. Yeah. yeah. He claims legit reasons, but mm, I told you the Robert stupid. Smith thing. Yeah, I mean, right. he even himself said it wasn't like that's the best part to me is that like he himself said that this isn't a legit reason to cancel. It's like maybe the show. you just don't feel like playing the show, and this is your excuse. I love that we've already canceled four shows, comma those were legitimate. Yeah, <laughs> this fifth one, I'm just being an ass. Those were legitimate because no one showed up, so we had to cancel. This time we saw three people outside who were also eating. We didn't want to lower ourselves to their level. So fuck out of here. So he has some follow-up tweets because obviously people were <laughs> shitting on him yeah. hardcore for this. So Jake writes, Houston, we're going to come back for a free show in 2020. Yeah, like anybody's going to come. Uh, I understand I understand. we'll get a lot of hate for this and lose supporters, but I'm not going to be told what I can and can't eat at a venue that I just spent 40 days getting to, what, huh? all because a bigger artist doesn't like meat. Did he walk not there? Not sucking from, dick tonight. Did what? He, wait, did he walk there from Alabama? 40 what? days to get there. What's the sucking dick uh, reference about? Just taking orders from the man? Taking orders from the second dick. So I I like a uh, problematic homophobic uh, reference in there. So on this 40-day tour, he really had Houston, Texas circled on the camera. Yeah. (laughs) This is what we're working towards, guys. Yeah. One last thing. I don't care if you're black, white, gay, trans, religious, not religious, vegetarian, vegan, etc. I love you all the same and will never exclude anyone or force my beliefs on you. Okay, good night. That's just like that thing when people go, I like anyone, whether they're black, brown, blue, purple. Yeah, or that's yeah. the, you know they're racist. When yeah. they say that. And it's like, uh, you are, would it, like, if you wouldn't ever exclude anyone or force their beliefs on anyone, like, you're excluding your Houstonian fans because someone else's beliefs were forced. It's so stupid. Yeah. <clears throat> Who, who's getting punished here? Yeah. Not the venue, not Do you Morrissey. Think Morrissey knows that this even happened. No. Yeah. It, it, like right. it, it's nothing. <laughs> I don't think he has the internet. Like what? What <laughs> stand well, are you taking? Guy from Seamless, whatever. 
I, I looked up that other uh, uh, cancellation. It was uh, Susie and the Banshees canceled the show because they didn't have incandescent bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That was the other cancellation. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Any so, more Jake Hill stuff? or? Uh, that's all with the Jake Hill. Um, yeah, no other funny tweets, but the look at those Lou Reed, Iggy Pop, <laughs> three hundred dollars photo, and then he's Why? also he's also selling an autograph of the best of Morrissey. Okay, well, that makes sense. Which looks to be cheaper. It looks like there's a two. Yeah, his own work is cheaper than the signed classic work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I guess he figures everybody at a Morrissey show already has that, whereas they might be like, oh, I was looking to get into Lou Reed anyway. Now two birds with one stone. Is it Lulu, the album? Oh, God. <laughs> Transformers, the album. His signature would take that up to $1.89. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or maybe he's like charging like a service fee for the fact that he had to get the record for you. And he is pretty much <laughs> Yeah, it's a two hundred dollar shipping and handling <laughs> delivery. <Yeah. laughs> delivery charge. Is he trying to recoup some money because this tour was a flop? <laughs> he keeps canceling everywhere. He yeah. keeps I feel he's been yeah. canceling for fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. Every side of a burger he's gotta call a show off. Uh. <laughs> I like uh also he, he autographs it Morrissey, like for the David Bowie one. Morrissey loves David. Morrissey loves Patty for Patty Smith. Mm. Patty! <laughs> do you think he ever like there's nights where he just doesn't feel like performing so he pays one of his roadies to like walk into the venue with a hamburger so ah. he has the excuse to cancel set up I've never seen that man in the Morrissey uh, shirt before he's got a cheeseburger I'm out how dare you I wonder if there's a cancellation fee well, if it's in his contract, then he must still be able to keep some of the money. Yeah, right? like if, if there's if like claims a, like breach or probably all of it. Jeez, there are rumors racket. he has actually trouble setting up tours these days because he's canceled so much over his career that the insurance like won't cover like the contracts. Makes sense. Wow. Right, that makes sense because yeah. these promoters they don't want to they lose out huge, mm-hmm. and and the venue loses out because the venue doesn't really make the money on the tickets. The tickets is just kind of covering the cost of everything. The money is from the overpriced beer and all the stuff. And the autographed records. And the autographed records, yeah. I'm sure the venue well, does do take think, a cut. Yeah, do you think he pays the cut? Like, to the Well, yeah, for or? larger shows, venues uh, require a cut of everything sold. Mark. So they get like, basically, the, in some places, the venue is the one selling. Like, you're not even allowed to touch your merch inside the venue. Like, you can just bring it to them and they'll sell it for you so they, they can keep count. Other places, they just, when you load in, they count all of your merch. And before you can load out, they count all of your merch and then they charge you. And of course, bands work around that by, you know, loading in less merch than they're actually selling and all that. Just selling it on the sidewalk. Yeah. I've I've definitely had bands that have been like, don't buy our merch here. Wait until we're done and meet us at the van and we'll give you a better price. Jeez. Because some of these merch, because like for like these. What, but what kind of show is that? That like, that seems like something. At that Starland we'll... Ballroom. It's a big show. Oh, it's like wow. a thousand person venue because they take a huge cut. And oh, also these bands, ago. these bands are trying to be uh, like DIY and considerate of their audience mm-hmm. and only charge like, you know, $15 for yeah. a shirt. But these venues will force them to charge more or I don't know, like whatever there is. So they, they're just like, hey. Fuck them. Well, it's either charge more or you get a smaller cut. Right, right, right. Right, exactly. That's all it is. But they don't wanna they, they don't wanna force that fee on the on the listeners. But they also don't want to be magnanimous and force it on themselves. 
Right. <laughs> Fair so, enough. <laughs> well, I mean, it's yeah. a bit. They got they got bills to pay. Yeah. Not everybody's principled is Marcy. Yeah, that's okay? right. That's right. <laughs> I can't believe he's selling other people's records. <clears throat> it's amazing. Speaking of principled, Snoop Dogg recently revealed that he has a full-time blunt roller who he pay. How much does he pay them? What do you think a blunt roller annual salary will go for, even though I kind of spoiled it for you guys? 35K. Really? I'm going to say 60K. 50 grand. Alex, do you, do you know the story? I do know the story. Okay, so yes. it's between 40 and 50 grand okay. a year. Oh, who won? God. Uh, I, think I guess me. No, yeah, no, said 50 grand. And you know, I was thinking about it. 40 to 50 grand, let's say 45 grand. That's kind of like a uh, solid... Uh, Lower level, like not entry level, like slightly above, like second level corporate salary. Uh huh. So, but. And I'm sure there's a lot of perks. And it's like per diem, probably. There's no per diem. I mean, the per diem is like you get to hang out in his his dressing room, but you you eat his food. It's equivalent of a per diem because you get things brought to you. Right. Well, here's the thing. He so Snoop was on Howard Stern talking about this. Mm -hmm. Nope. Uh, Okay. That's what, you know, that's why I don't like drinking the seltzer. I get the, get the gases. And uh, he said, well, should we just play the Howard Stern clip? Is this is this allowed? Uh, they'll probably come after us. You have but... a man who rolls you blunts. Yes. Yes. This is, is Seth, right? Seth Rogen and Snoop Dogg are yeah. in the Howard Stern studio. What do you mean, purpose. a man who rolls you blunts? Does he live I don't think this is fair to I'm not a motherfucker right. rolls I'm hung out with him. I've hung out with him. There's like a guy who stands there. Just to roll blunts. Yeah. That motherfucker like Lurch from that. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't. You right. He knows how to gauge the look on someone's face when it seems like yes. they want a blunt and if they do Timey. he gives you one and I've, I've been and there. Time Wait, let me understand he's Snoop. got the best timing there is this a guy who is specifically hired by you that's his job his occupation <laughs> on his resume it say what do you do i'm a blunt roller I roll <laughs> is blunts. that what he's professional for PBR, Snoop. professional blunt, blunt roller. roller how does it come about Snoop? <laughs> if you're great at something that i need I'm hiring you. <laughs> I, I gotta ask, what, is a, what, is, what kind of income can a guy make uh, rolling joints? I mean, because this could turn into, you know, it's almost like a sommelier or something right. like that. What, 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 how do you figure out a salary for this guy? That's somewhere between forty dollars and $50,000 a year. Really? It's stuff, that is fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Let how me do you see know? if I can start rolling joints. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I better practice. You know, don't be and me. He, and he gets to smoke from the Free weed. Free weed. Free weed. He's get all paid expenses. Oh shit! And he goes on tour with you. Every day free I get, he gets. So I'm going to go get some free clothes and give him some. A lot of perks. What a deal. What a job. But here's it: you got to be like a single man. You can't have a family and be on the road blood roller. Right, you have to. It takes a certain personality. I believe in the clip he goes on to say he was fresh out of jail. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. And and the man had a talent. And uh, and Snoop rehabilitated is him. Is it Tommy Chong? I don't think so. <laughs> Tommy Chong is doing his own thing. But how, how crazy is that? And, and I've seen Snoop live. He performed at a WWE 2K event, a oh, promo yeah. event. Do you that was like, oh, were you there I was for that there. One? Yeah, I yeah. remember that. You remember? What uh, so it was like a media only event. Uh huh. And like there was so much money behind this that they got Snoop Dogg to come in and perform for the media. And there was this was like a 
pretty ritzy venue. Uh-huh. There was obviously no smoking inside. Nothing nothing of the sort. Well, in New York, you're not supposed to smoke inside <clears throat> right. any venue. It's by law. But of course, the moment Snoop Dogg gets on stage within three seconds. He was smoking a joint on Howard Stern. He's smoking a blunt. Oh, okay, of course. Yeah. Uh, and so well, the thing that impressed me the most, and I've said this on the show before, though. It not, I don't know, impressed me. That's not, I'm not impressed, but like that, that surprised cool. me uh-huh. the, the most. Was so he's performing, and like he he's not sitting on this blunt. He will t- he lights a blunt. Someone lights the blunt for him or whatever. He'll take like four or five puffs, and he's done with the blunt. There's still a full blunt, and he just passed it into the crowd. Yes. And I wanted so bad to sample Snoop Dogg's weed. I, I was not able to get to it because within moments, security would be like, "Get that shit out! What the fuck?" But pe- no, I think we took a hit from one of them. We, didn't d- we? we did not take a hit. We didn't. Uh, we wanted to take a hit, but it would yeah. be like one, one, two people would get to take a hit, and then security would like rush through the the pit and like pull it away from them because uh, they don't want because they want they can't themselves. tell Snoop Dogg they can't tell Snoop Dogg he can't to smoke. Stage. Yeah, but the crowd won't be able to smoke. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I remember thinking how out of place it was for like a company that, you know, puts on PG programming that Snoop Dogg is performing at their event <laughs> high as a kite with <laughs> right. blunts lit on stage. Right. Well, I mean, again, it was it was for the media. It was it was not it's not like they streamed that live like I don't think. No, sure, but it just you know what I mean? It's like I, I totally hear you, but I feel like Snoop Dogg is kind of like yeah. Been family friendly. Like he has a show with Martha Stewart. Did you see sure. the controversy a couple weeks ago? He performed at the University of Kansas like basketball practice or without something. any. He did not smoke weed there. He showed. He showed. But what? he had. There was like stripper poles, and he did like the uncensored <laughs> versions of all his songs. And yeah. then like the university had to apologize. And he's like, "You hire Snoop Dogg. You get a fucking Snoop Dogg show." Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you expect? Like, yeah, what, but, but they're, they're hiring not... the Joker's Wild Snoop Dogg. But yeah. but here's the thing. <laughs> That's right. Here's the thing. Okay, you hire Snoop Dogg. Like, what songs can he perform that aren't? Raunchy. He can yeah. perform the Hot Pockets version. Oh, yeah, of his, yeah, yeah, uh, the Hot Pockets. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Like Do you remember that WWE <laughs> campaign where it was like him and uh, Who's that guy? Tyrus or whoever, whoever the guy, Brodus Clay? Right, yeah, Tyrus. Doing yeah. a uh, uh, Hot Pockets. They like redid yeah. the, they pop redid it like Drop it, it Like It's pop Hot. It, I don't remember it. that. song about hot. killing cops at a traffic stop and he changed it into a Hot Pockets <laughs> This was a WWE campaign? This was yes. like a WWE. T- it would, I, the reason I, I remember so this is because... Uh, it would be on during all the commercial breaks of, of like the Raw or the SummerSlam. That matter of fact, we went to a live Raw. We got comp to go to a live Raw, and they played that Hot Pockets commercial on the big Not screen oh during God. commercials God. probably eighty-three times. I cannot wait to hear this. Pocket There's a whole music video for this. I didn't, there's a three-minute. No, that three. How many hundreds of thousands of dollars must they have paid him? It starts with putting a hot pocket. Just eat it up to eat it up. He gets the, the microwave, as you do, right? And now the hot pocket becomes sentient and yeah. dances. And then you're supposed to eat it. That always bugs me out, like when it's the M&Ms and they talk and stuff, and yeah. anthropomorphic food. And then they eat each other, which is really disturbing. Oh, yeah, that was that one that, that really crossed the line. Hungry kids in the crib, ma. Pocket like it's hot. Like you don't hot. remember this? This is the day Snoop Dogg like was born. Snoop Dogg and Martha was born. I've got the pockets in my arms, setting off smoke alarms, and I eat them smoking hot because I got it going on. I'm a hot dude. We got it. We got it. I don't know who this guy is. That's G Easy. 
By the way, it's D Storm. Andy Milanakis is in this. What? As well. Why? What? <laughs> Why is he not? The hot pocket? <laughs> what is he up to now? What is Andy Milanakis he's up the, to? He's now? like he's a doing YouTube. Hot pocket no, but seriously, he's like a YouTube. Uh, he has like he does. He has a cooking show. And okay. YouTube and, <laughs> he just YouTube. and he still looks like a child. Yes. He looks like eh, no. He looks like now he's starting to look like it. You know who he looks a like? A short old person. Aww. He looks like uh, a short, like Bam Margera's uncle, the one that got uh, yeah. arrested. Don Vito. Don Vito. Oh, he that's looks a like good a, comparison. He's kind of starting to look like Don Vito. He looks like a so more sad. youthful Don Vito. Yeah. Everybody talks. They all want to turn in his. I really liked his MTV show. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. I it was loved great. It. it was such. It was such annoying anti-comedy, and I mean yeah. that in the best way. Like, like great. just it was some of that, but there was some legit comedy, like yeah. straightforward. Comedy. Yeah, it yeah. was also fun. In this video, he still looks somewhat like a kid. Okay, because this is like twenty years old. Or okay, something. yeah, seven years old. <laughs> One thing I give Snoop Dogg credit for, I think he's the one that's normalized selling out. He can do whatever he wants. His credibility will not be. (laughs) I don't know if he's normalized it across the board. I think he's just. For hip hop. He's so charismatic, though, I think, that he can get away with it. He can get. You're right. I don't think a lot of rappers could not do a hot pot. It isn't. Right. It is impressive. He could do all of these corporate gigs and then just still maintain his gangster credibility. Yep. You know he's hosting um, like a jujitsu tournament on his estate. <laughs> He'll do anything. Did we talk about this? I don't think we talked. Oh yeah, did we? No. Or did I tell you off mic? No, I, no. I I think I told Rob. There's a a league called High Rollers. BGJ. Oh yeah, we did yeah. talk about this. Yeah. I remember the High Roller joke. Okay. Oh right, right. Okay. <laughs> do you think the Blunt Roller is going to be at the High Roller? <laughs> yeah, what do you mean, so. dude? He's everywhere with Snoop. that. The winner of the tournament gets to be next year's professional Blunt Roller. That's how he picks oh. it. Now here's what I wonder. You know, when the night is over, right? Like, and everyone retires to their hotel room. Mm-hmm. Like, does he leave guy. Snoop with like ten blunts, or yeah. just like, do him and Snoop share a room? But is this only when Snoop's on the road? This is everywhere. Yeah, so he must live with Snoop. I guess <laughs> he probably lives in like the cabana or something. On the grounds, yeah. but if he's on, if they're on tour yeah. and they're on, they're at a hotel, then he's probably on call. He's got like a pager or something, yeah. and right. at any this time he's at yeah, the next yeah, room. You're yeah. being paid very well. You get now all these perks. Just you get up at three a.m. Yeah, I, I wonder if he uses a grinder or if he breaks down the marijuana by hand. You know, I mean, he probably rolls the best blunts. No, I'm sure he's had so much practice. But well, like, how he does he break the, break, break yeah. down the weed? Yeah. Right. I, I this guy needs his own documentary. I think at this point, like <laughs> yeah. we need a documentary yeah. following the guy who follows Snoop Dogg to to roll weed for him. Like this is huge. I did read that uh, Morrissey walked off the set of the Hot Pockets. He was told he was told they were using the broccoli and cheddar Hot Pockets and turned out to be the meatball Parmesan ones. So oh God, damn. Leave. honest mistake. <laughs> Johnny Marr came in you're, and did the commercial that we school with it. You're right about Snoop Dogg, though, like, with the normalizing of the selling out. Like, yeah. Ice Cube didn't fare so well with that. Like, he no. tried what? to sell out. And well, like, he did those, he did those children's movies, like yeah. those family yeah. movies. Yeah, but he lost all cred, and, like, Snoop Dogg is, like, kind of still... Yeah, you're right. He doesn't, he doesn't yeah. rap anymore. No, like, he's his, done. Yeah. Snoop's still, He's got a new record coming out. Like, he, like he's totally he, fine. He did a fucking roster record yeah, two years ago. Snoop Lion. Snoop Lion. Good for him. But I think in general, selling out isn't as much of a thing anymore. I agree. I think now, well, I think because there's no avenues for music, so artists are kind of expected to license their yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's 100% it. The man ruined it. Yep. The other place to get music now is on Sirius XM. <laughs> Baby. 
Silver from Seven. Well, uh, so another place that plays music is BBC, the BBC, BBC Radio. And apparently there was a sweary technical interruption oh. last week. Uh, there was a technical error. Error. Are you okay, Rob? You smelled burning toast. <laughs> I, I, I'm having that thing. I'm having like the. I, I'm like dope sick from not having weed. Oh, like my body is oh. reacting negatively to not having this nutrient. Mm, I think you just tried to say error as a <laughs> Englishman would say it. No, and it failed. No, I wasn't. But BBC has apologized for a technical error, which put a production studio live on air over the top of you and yours at BBC Radio Four. And an unannounced reporter can be heard on the microphone commenting about the temperature of the studio, offering the F word before voicing a report. Let's hear this. But it was the so, lenders. So, sorry so, to keep interrupting, but it was yeah. the lenders paying them this commission. You were paying the commission. Well, there's, um, there's nothing testing, wrong with commission. Testing, testing, se. testing. The dealer so does a lot of work cold in, in yeah. order to sell a car <laughs> and to sell finance. Jesus right, so Christ, it's so cold. That. The question is whether <laughs> it's, it's so cold fair. in here. And that's what the FC <laughs> is talking about here. So, so what the FC is talking about <laughs> is what is a fair type of discretion. For example, is coming under increasing rightly pressure around the incursion looking to get the best rate. And why shouldn't a dealer? This is the, one of the biggest radio stations in all of this world. What the FCA is saying is that um, that was actually Mars reducing the rate. Somebody can't eat me Boca Burger. It's the sounds Marcy hears in his head when there's meat in the room. It just drives him crazy. <laughs> they were getting better commission from you for doing that. Tonight, that's not what they're saying. That's like, I mean, like as someone who like board ops shows, like that is my worst nightmare. Uh, I don't think it's ever happened to me, but it's definitely happened at, at our job. Mm-hmm. I think it happened recently. Oh, where oh, did it really? Did yeah, like a show went to commercial. I think it was like on. Eh, I won't say, <laughs> but you probably get it from the syllable I just said. Um, a show went to commercial, and the board op left the mics on and oh, fired the commercial. I do know the story. Yeah. And you know, like people in the room were talking. It's a three-minute spot block, and um, it went out over there. So. That was a lesson in board hopping. Make sure you turn the mics off, even if you think your studio is not hot. Yikes. Literally. Have we ever had anything like that? Where we had our mics on when we didn't think and we said something? I feel like we thought... I think, yes. We've come close, at the very least. No, we said something uh, sensitive before the show started and didn't know that we were streaming yet. Okay. And I, I don't exactly remember what it is, but I remember freaking the fuck out. And <laughs> like we had to go back and listen to what was recorded, and it turned out to be not that big okay. of a deal. But yeah. We had said something real bad right before it picked up. Mm. Probably, <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but I do. I do remember this this <laughs> crippling fear that we had. Yeah, about it. Well, I always like I'm always afraid of that when, um, you know, like if, if if the stream is left on and I'm like editing the show or something or like I'm mixing it and I'm just like in the room here like by myself talking to Bruno and I, I just like wait are the mics on is this thing streaming is Dudorino still listening to the stream <laughs> farts <laughs> right turn Rob. a vibrator on or something here buzzing noise in the background <laughs> Rob gave uh, his phone number out on the air. and that was just <laughs> oh, that, that was just was a live a show yeah. Was, yeah. Like, it wasn't uh, even like an accident yeah. our old our old phone number to call in was v- had the same prefix as my phone number so just cell phone 
That was myself, and so one time I accidentally gave that number out. <laughs> it happens. You got a couple calls, a couple texts. That's true. What's the phone number for this? Uh-oh. On this channel? Like, the phone number is 213-WIDE-NUT. It's 213-943-3688. That's the number. I, I want to mention, by the way, on our Patreon, mm-hmm. we do have a Patreon mm-hmm. where we offer one bonus episode a month. At least. As well as other perks. Next month, the month of November, we're going to have two bonus pieces of audio content for you. Very excited. Uh, this Friday, November 1st, we're going to put up a very special interview with a very special guest. Should we say who it is? I just Let's just say it. It's Blake from Pig Destroy. Yeah, a couple people on <laughs> social media figured it out. Yeah. Uh, he was here in town last weekend. Obviously not on a show day, but we, we've been wanting to record with him for a really long time because he's a fan of the show. So we recorded about like 40 minutes. Was it that it? It felt like a little bit longer than that. It no, was 40 it was minutes. Oh. Yeah. Flew by. It's great. And uh, it was awesome. It was a great conversation. Great. We're going to post it on the Patreon. You can listen for $5. Go to patreon.com slash metal injection livecast all the money given to the patreon will go into upgrading the show we're trying to uh upgrade our gear and and eventually we'd love to have a video element lots of cool stuff we have in our heads we just need the budget and all all of you would help that and in addition to the bonus episodes we have other tiers we have a a tier for ten dollars where we will shout you out at the end of every episode that's coming up in a few minutes our patreon shout outs and we have a tier where you get a free, exclusive Patreon shirt, and we it have just a t- says Patreon in Arial font. It's a it's a special it's a live cast shirt. shirt. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm surprised not in Comic Sans font. That, that would that would make it less than, yeah. generic. Yeah, I see. <laughs> and uh, and of course, uh, my, my favorite Patreon, which no one has taken us up on the offer, is Darren will record voicemails for you in one of his character voices. Like you can have Darren as Dave Mustaine. Recording your voicemail. Iron Sheik. Iron Sheik. What have you. Dancing. And in fact, I think Dave Mustaine, in order to pay for his cancer treatments I read, Aww. he's signing copies of other thrash records of Metallica oh. records that he hasn't played no on, selling never. them for $500. That's just self-wish fulfillment. Yeah. He would never he put his those. name on that. You're right. He wouldn't. <laughs> he's signing You're... copies of, like, Sacred Reich. <laughs> 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 it's like, I got to pay for this guy. Help me out. Oh. They just put out a new album, Sacred Reich. That's funny that you mentioned that. Wow. They're back, baby. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I think they've been around. Yeah, sound like the Derensky guy. Derensky, like a little Sacred Reich. Sacred Is Reich the Patreon money going to help with uh, snacks for oh, the absolutely. studio guests? Well, yes. yes. Upgrading this. Actually, Is this not good we, enough for you? Yeah. No, I'm just, you know, just curious. You don't like beer nuts? Original <laughs> bar mix? Rob was super impressed when he ordered this. I love a good uh, beer nuts, like a good bar mix. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's great. Great snacking. Yeah, <laughs> I like going into the uh, the natural food stores, like the nut stores, and making my own trail mixes. Decide, like I get to decide what goes in my trail mix. Get like a half a pound of various things and no raisins or peanuts that ruin every yeah. trail mix. None of that. What do you like uh, to get? Dry like apricots, cashews, mm. almonds. I I like a a strawberry as my dried strawberry is my fruit. Wow. It's fancy. Uh, pistachios. This is expensive trail mix. Yeah. That's right. 
Uh, what other n- nuts do I like in my? I this is really... a real turning point moment for you. First, the the pausing with the weed, and now you're going into detail about your trail mix. That's right. I'm 36, baby. <laughs> you know, this is really like <laughs> the second I mean, phase I've... of your life. Well, the trail today. mix was to replace shittier snacking. Like I would just veg on like chips or uh, whatever. Stuff that tastes good. So like heavy carb, high salt stuff. So I'm like, okay, I I need. I have an oral fixation, and I need to stuff my mouth. Mm, with nuts? What with with nuts. With sunflower seeds? Uh, I, do, I do the sunflower seeds as well. I still do that, but, you know, you got to change it's it up sometimes. It's very salty, though. No, I, don't get, I get the non-salted ones. Mm, okay. Uh, it's an activity, too. Yeah, it's the activity. It's just the activity yeah. of, of doing that. I uh, And so, it's, uh, hey, <laughs> I've lost 15 pounds, so fuck you, Sid. You can mock me all you want. All right. Yeah. I'll continue to he do that. He wasn't not. He was just pointing it out. Sure. Yeah. He wasn't knocking. Actually, Whole Foods has great trail mixes. They have a variety of them now. That it's not just the boring ones. I like the double feature mix, what which has that? little peanut butter cups, like mini little <laughs> peanut butter cups. They're nice. <laughs> what show are we on all of a sudden? We're this on is... trail mix injection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, also, I wanted to mention, speaking of weed, the drummer of Walls of Jericho was arrested at the Oregon border. How much weed did he have? Is this really why you're quitting weed? This because is why your, like, your connect got arrested? <laughs> is this really what, what's going on, Rob? Yeah, it's actually, I can't get new weed yeah. because uh, Walls of Jericho drummer Dustin Schoenhofer, Schoenhofer, uh, was uh so six hundred and thirty two and a half pounds of of flower marijuana and a suspected I don't know what a suspect like what they didn't weigh it thirty six point eight pounds of butane honey oil that's like the vape wax mm-hmm. now here's the thing he was stopped in Oregon where weed is a hundred percent legal no matter how much of it you have recreationally no no it's it's legal to smoke but you. There are limits on how much you can possess on your person. Mm, well, I believe you you can only have like three ounces on you. So six hundred pounds, not okay. It's a little over the limit. <laughs> uh, and he was stopped on the highway at about three in the afternoon for a traffic violation. Now, here's my question: If you are carrying six hundred and twenty-five pounds of weed, Jesus. and the speed limit is fifty-five, why are you not going fifty-four? <laughs> like, what is wrong with Maybe you? Why are you in such really a bad? Maybe he had the munchies he wanted to get to. <laughs> well, yeah, they, don't fuck with, they don't fuck with you unless you're ten miles over. It's uh, okay. So he got pulled over for a traffic violation. <laughs> Did it say how fast he was going? Because maybe he was driving like super slow, like he was being paranoid, and that was a traffic That's also violation. Possible. That's a, uh, let me look up the original broken tail light. <laughs> Oh, that's I, true. I just can't believe Walls of Jericho is still a band? No. Not well, that's why. He's, he's got to sell weed now. He's not making money on his music. I don't think they've put anything out for a while. They might, I think maybe a year or two ago. That's uh, not that long ago. You can't get an article written I think a year, a year or two ago, uh, I, I meant to say they uh, went on tour. Uh, oh. And he was still in the band at that point? Yeah, he's still in the I mean, like, they haven't kicked him out although well so how much be. yeah how much jail time is he looking at uh so bu- 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 he is being held on forty five thousand dollars bail Oof. and was denied entry into a county drug court program due to 650 pounds of marijuana and no local connections so 
Uh, it doesn't say what his. Let's see. Let's see what the KPTV report says. That guy from Rotting Out had him beat by like fifty pounds. He Damn. had like seven hundred. Yeah, if you remember that story from a couple. I of do years remember. Ago. I felt so bad for that dude. Yeah. Why? Because well, he was just he needed money. Like he wasn't like a lot of people need. Yeah, money. I mean, yeah. well, hey. Yeah, I don't think this guy was doing it for the sport. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He needs the money too. It's in fashion. It doesn't say what the uh, penalty here is, but I imagine crossing state lines with drugs is yeah. is a federal. Yeah. It's a felony. So he's probably going to be. Well, here's the thing. The other guy, uh, Walter Delgado, rotting out, uh, oh. who Alex mentioned, no relation to Darren, uh, got 700. He had 700 pounds of weed and a thousand jars of hash oil. Jesus. And uh, he ended up serving 18 months in prison. I guess that's not. So I mean, it's bad. But it's, I mean, hey. Even a day in prison yeah. is intense. Yeah, but uh, still, less but, than two years is not... So our thoughts are with Dustin. And please remember, folks, if you're trafficking drugs over state lines, go the speed limit. Yeah. It's simple. Don't... <laughs> Don't be a hotshot. Yeah. And as Noah points out, go fast enough also that you don't get pulled over. Yeah. Also, so it was a... Uh, what was the car? Like... This is a lot of weed. Like, how does he fit all of 700 pounds of weed in his Chevy pickup? Like, how probably big is a pickup? In the, in the flatbed in the back, there's probably... Yeah, I guess that's there. true. Throw I guess... You know what? That's just probably... It was probably uncovered as well, because it looks oh, like... Oh, God. Well, not, not completely uncovered. It looks like it's just bagged in garbage bags, like okay. black garbage bags. So uh-huh. it's like very suspicious. Like, what the fuck is in these... Well, that's, to be fair, maybe the cops did that. Maybe they put them in the bag. Oh, the okay. You know? So here's the great part. According to State Trooper Adam Miller, the driver stated he was going to Ohio with the truck, but didn't know the marijuana was in the back of it. Oh, come on. I guess it's worth a shot. You're fucked at that point. I, I mean, why? Well, you're something. right. Like Exactly. Like, uh, uh, avoid admitting anything that, that would further incarcerate you. Yeah. So good luck to him. Yeah. Speaking of uh, musicians who have legal problems, whatever happened to that? What was it? A cannibal corpse? guy who like blew up a house oh, or yeah. something yeah. what happened to that guy it's still is he in jail is he out uh he is i believe out on bail okay but uh he can't tour he can't go anywhere so he has to wait for his uh, trial to happen i think it's set let me look up it, it, it's scheduled for sometime next year i okay. figured you'd have more information because you were intimately involved in his defense on this show <laughs> making up a story uh, that plausibly <laughs> could right. have happened <laughs> to explain why he blew a house, it just up. didn't make sense to me. I knew the guy seemed so. Yeah, so guy nice. from Cannibal Corpse, well yeah. adjusted. Those yeah. are the ones I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah he's been released from jail on a fifty thousand dollar surety bond. So, and then there was a little GoFundMe to help him with his legal fees. Are you reading this article on metal ejection or different? Yes. Side? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this part doesn't say when the tri- trial was. Go to Lambgood, it might yeah. say. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Thanks, Darren. He took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, I just made the Noah joke. <laughs> it in it, does, it doesn't say, but I, I remember it was like set for like April. I want to say April, like uh, March or April of next year. Um, was when the trial is set. Can I just for. quickly say, I'm reading the uh, top of our beer nuts uh-uh. canister. Rob's the top. Yeah. Uh, you ordered original bar mix salty kosher nut snack. Mm-hmm. It's a salty kosher snack. So thanks for getting that. Did you do that? Yeah, I wanted purpose. to make sure it's parv. 
that's not what par. Oh, no, what does it mean? That means uh, it's neither, uh, it can be eaten with either dairy or meat. Oh, okay. Well, it could. Right. It's more (laughs) sincere. But that's not what I meant. (laughs) I don't think it says parv on it, it just says kosher. Okay. These nuts have been blessed. Is that what that means? These nuts. (laughs) (laughs) Under rabbi supervision, yes. (laughs) A big isn't. Good nuts. Good nuts. Well, we're almost at the uh, the end of our show here. This, this one just flew by. Flew by. Anything coming up on Busted Open that our Metal Injection Livecast fans need to know about? Uh, well, like we said before, Monday through Saturday now. We are now six days a week. Whoa! Yeah, yeah nine to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Uh, Tommy Dreamer's now a more regular part of the show, as I mentioned before. He's doing every Wednesday with Dave. Um, and yeah, we're kind of really just engulfed in this whole NXT versus AEW Wednesday night mm. ratings battle thing yeah. that's been... Has I've, the internet by storm. I've never analyzed ratings more than this Wednesday Night Battle. Like, Which, I'm looking at that Showbiz Daily, the demos. I'm like... And it really seems backwards to me because, I mean, who cares about television ratings in 2019, really? But right. they seem important for some reason again. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't know why. I think people are looking for any reason to... Uh, to What's the word I'm looking for? To to believe that one show is doing better than the other. Yes. So well, one at, show is doing better. Right, but, yes. right, but, all right, no, but I'm saying even before we had those results, right, right. They had a, they're sort of working backwards to like read the tea leaves and come to the conclusion that they want. The thing that blows my mind is I remember growing up in the Monday Night Wars, back in my day, yeah. when it was WCW versus WWF at the time. I was a fan of both. I wasn't like... I mean, I, I was eventually became like a loyaler WWF guy because WCW was so bad. Like, it was yeah, just, you sure. can't support completely how terrible it is. It happened to all of us. Right. But at the time, like, I was not picking a side. I, I was like, I get all of this wrestling. This is right. amazing. I wanted both shows to be great, but yes. it wasn't happening. And it's so weird seeing online nowadays on social media these fans that will either knock anything that uh, AEW does successfully or or the opposite way. Knock anything WWE does because it's just like, hey, you should just enjoy being a wrestling it's fan. It's a very divided country, Robert. <laughs> it really it's is. Just, it, it's everywhere you and look. I had to, like, I am so excited uh, to, to dip into a little square circle pit talk here uh, The that AEW is around because it's been so good. It's been so great. It's such a breath of fresh air to have a, a mainstream, high production value product on a national television station every week that is not WWE. That is a completely different like thought process. Are you surprised like four weeks in like how good the show has been? Like did you expect this coming in that you would enjoy it this much? Uh, I So when I saw the first official AEW pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, yes. I was like this is going to be amazing. Yep. When I saw the following two shows I was like oh I don't know there's Same a few thing. things that mm-hmm. like they're kind of like just long, so long, yeah. and like they're just giving everyone all the time, and it's like no one stands out. Dressing up as Street Fighter characters, yeah, a little. There was a little too kitschy. It wasn't mm-hmm. like serious enough. Uh, all of that is gone. Yeah, it's all, all of gone. that immediately wants to show, and like the two hours is perfect. And mm-hmm. every week, I like the show more and more. Every week, I'm like, wow, this was the best one. I produced. thought last week was last the week best was show definitely so the far. best one. Yeah. And if anything else, these shows have cemented that Chris Jericho is, like, one of the all-time, best of all time. Like, he can do 
anything and like him unfiltered now like without a script right like him just doing off the cuff stuff is unbelievable it's like i've never laughed i haven't had laughed this hard at his material since he was in wcw doing like his heel shtick there you know what I mean? like the yeah stuff- he has kind of moved into the the mount rushmore discussion yeah, now yeah yeah i agree what he's doing can i also answer the question that sure, rob yeah. just answered i well if the question is did you expect it to be where it is now I expected the wrestling to be that good. Yes. Uh, my questions were the booking because I thought some of, like you said, after uh, all in, some of it was a little shaky, uh, and the TV production and the announcing I thought was a qu- all of that has been assuaged for me. Like it's just everything is like clicking on all cylinders. Yeah, thing. and like the booking is so good. Like I realized I love to predict booking <laughs> like I love to like I love to see where it's going and then have it delivered to where I thought it was going mm-hmm. like that's kind of what I hate sometimes about WWE they're too clever for their own good they yeah. like oh you think it's going this way so we're just gonna swerve you for no re-. like it doesn't make sense like mm-hmm. everything in their storylines makes sense it's it's almost in, in a sense like New Japan in that way and, and I, it, they take the best from all the great promotions, and they're making this new thing, and I'm all about it. I think the thing that surprised me the most about AEW so far is how, like, for lack of a better term, sports entertainment-y it's been. Yes. Right, yeah. Like, you could do sports entertainment and still like have Like you warfare. said, we knew the wrestling was going to be good. But, yeah. you know, week in and week out, I'm laughing. I'm I'm yeah. enjoying things that I didn't think I would enjoy. Uh, you know, they're doing things that make me feel like I'm watching like a WCW Nitro again. Like, yeah. it, you know, having Tony Schiavone out there interviewing tag teams on the stage like he's mean Gene Okerlund. Like, there's just, awesome. it, it, it gives you a good re- feeling. Yeah, feeling. there's really like, it, it's not like TNA when they were kind of first starting and trying to be big where like it was like, okay, this is just a copy of WCW. With AEW, it's like, this is a tribute. Like, this particular segment is a tribute to what WCW was like, but this is its own thing. This is not w, This is not a rehash. And I also correct. think one thing uh, is, you know, it's not a 100% perfect show. Like, there's been segments or matches that I wasn't crazy about, but you always there's always like an undercurrent that this is a company that cares about wrestling and yeah. gives a shit what the fans think. Which is a major plus. And every week feels like a pay-per-view show. Like, they have pay-per-view quality right. matches. And you're more willing to, to overlook, like, little bumps in the road yeah. and little things, you know? Well, I think the big thing is that you're, you're getting pay-per-view quality crowds, too. Like, the oh, crowds yeah. are out there every week going crazy. The, the, it makes it feel big every single week. And I think, in a way, that, and this is what we've been talking about on Busted Open quite a bit, is that... Because that crowd has been so rabid these first couple weeks and and it makes it feel like every Wednesday night is so huge, you kind of flip over to NXT on the USA Network and you see it in full sale and the sort of sterile kind of like, you know, they get the same 200 people there yeah. every week. It almost feels like... I can maybe wait on this. The other Absolutely. thing going on seems a little bit more exciting right now. To, to that Good point, point, I always wa- I I always watch AEW first. I'm Same. not. I don't channel flip. I don't have to do that. I have DVR now. I don't have to <laughs> miss anything. Picture in picture. Yeah. Well, look uh, at you bragging on here. <laughs> it's ten, Mr. DVR. It's ten bucks a month extra. Come on. <laughs> and uh, I will watch it. And of all the shows I watch, it's the one I fast forward through the least. I, I will practically watch it live, even because I just want to watch it. I don't fast forward through the match. I don't fast forward through anything. I want to see everything. Whereas with Raw, I will watch a three hour show in an hour. You know, like I don't, it's anyway. 
And then with NXT, it's like late. I want to go to bed. Yeah. I can only watch like a few matches and then I'll watch the rest of it throughout the week. But it's so crazy to me because NXT used to be my favorite show of the week. It yep. was a great one hour show. It was its own little thing. The stakes were lower. So it was like more fun. It, I feel like them going out of their way to compete with AEW, it has l- greatly lessened my enjoyment of NXT yeah. because they're, it's almost like a different show now. They're still great wrestling. And like last week, they had that match with Keith Lee, uh, Don, Dominic Dijakovic, and Roderick Strong. That was maybe the best match of the night mm-hmm. on both shows. Sure. But it's like I didn't see that match until three days later because it's like it's not it's not there's no uh, it's not important to like watch right now. There's no rush I, to watch I th- it. I think the two hour format hurts that yeah, show a little agreed. bit. Agreed. Especially Be- in that small room. Sure. That's what I mean. Like the two hours in a big arena with a hot crowd that flies by. But two yeah. hours, you know, the same crowd you're getting every week, you know, maybe 200 to 500 people. Yeah. Does it really need to be two hours? Probably not. 20 minutes after the like an hour and 20 minutes in, you really feel that fatigue of like, oh, this yeah. show, we need to wrap this up. 100%. I think just because you're so used to a shorter NXT show. But well, one other point I wanted to make, sorry, Darren, okay. about last week's AEW show to what you're saying about the hot crowds. Last week, they were in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. For the last 10 years, I myself have witnessed WWE shows in Pittsburgh where they were legitimately putting on a very entertaining product, like a great match or whatever, the crowd would be dead silent. There would be an amazing angle. The crowd wouldn't react at all. And Pittsburgh kind of gained this reputation as a dead town, like no one's going to react to your shit. They were in, AEW was in Pittsburgh last week. They were the loudest crowd of all four weeks. Yeah, they were nuts. And it was like, this is, it's just what you're showing them. It's goodwill. Yeah, if you show them something good, they will want to react to it and make it a better show. And even if you don't show them something good, or it may be it's below their expectations, but they're willing to ride that out because they're going in with goodwill. Like, yeah, we, yeah. We believe that this show... So far, it has pleased us. There, right. there, there's been no negative heat towards the company. They're coming in enthusiastically. Yeah. And one other thing about the crowd, which I think is really interesting, is that everybody boos the heels. And mm-hmm. everybody cheers mm-hmm. to yeah. baby faces, which flies in the face of everything that WWE has. Well, they didn't really say this outright, but people say this about WWE that it's impossible now. You can't get a baby you can't face book a baby face in twenty nineteen. The fans just are coming in ready to shit on them, and they just want to cheer the heels and they're contrarians. They only do that when you book it badly. When, when you book you, the heels to look like the cool ones, and when you yeah. book it, yes. and what, just when you botch things in general. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they they bring that attitude in. Because they're against the company, it's like you when you when you see someone hit someone uh, with a chair or a table, what do they chant? They chant ECW. You know, when you go to an AEW show now, they chant AEW. I want to point out there has yet to be an ECW chant in AEW. They were in Philly last right. two weeks ago. Uh, no ECW chance at any hardcore spot, they, which is like a real testament to how into it the crowd is. So, you know, Tuesday nights they have this AEW dark yes, show where is, they where, it's a one-hour you know, show. The matches that they do that aren't live on television for the live crowd specifically, they kind of package together as like a one-hour YouTube show. Uh, so the week before when they were in Philly, Taz was the special guest commentator mm-hmm. for this show. And when he came out, you know, when they introduced him on the on the entryway, that was the only ECW chant of the whole night was when he mm-hmm. came out, which but I think is pretty cool. That's fine. Like, yeah. that's a, a completely acceptable reason to chant ECW. Sure. But if there's a hardcore spot, you don't have to chant. Like, ECW has right. been gone for 20 years. But my know? but so my theory about that is the reason that they chant ECW, the reason that they chant AEW, or even NXT, they chant NXT, this is antipathy to WWE. Yeah, yes. Um, and it's like, we're... Ch- it, like the undercurrent of that chant is 
we like this better than what your main show is doing. So it's the same thing when they chant ECW. They were, you know, oh, you, you're finally hitting somebody with a fucking chair or you're finally go, doing a table spot because most of the time what they're doing is boring to the, to the audience. And that's where these chants come from. Right. And that's why you don't hear, you don't need to do that in AEW yeah. because you're not protesting anything when you watch an AEW. Show. Right, you're right. Exactly. You're it. going with it, yeah. Right. And I think the one biggest thing too with it is that they're clearly letting the talent do what they want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not being scripted. They're not being told, "Hey, all of these different things need to happen in this match." Whatever. It's kind of going back to the old school mentality of like. You know, you, oh, you got to go cut a promo. Uh, here's who you're facing. Here's the date of the match. Here's the town that you'll be in. Mm-hmm. You know, go sell the fight. And yeah, yeah, it's great. And what? Who better to do that than the guy like Chris Jericho? Yeah. You know? But WWE used to be, and F used to be great at that. Like they mm-hmm. would, it, it wasn't tightly scripted the way it is now, and it it was so much better then. Like it's just weird that they'll. It's like doing the same thing over and over and never, you know. Expecting different It's results. insanity It's literally insanity Well last week with uh, Smackdown Moved to FS1 AEW actually beat their rating So maybe uh, I mean I don't think That's going to happen When they move back to Fox This week But maybe in a few uh, Months or a year or so They're, they're going to catch up They're certainly really They're almost caught up On the demographic ratings On like just the 18 to 49 Young Or whatever people. So uh, who knows Who knows And then maybe WWE will see it and, and start copying it like they mm. did ECW and WCW in the late 90s. We can only hope. Sure. All right. Well, Alex, thank you so much for coming in on the show. Yeah. Thank you for having me again. And if yes. you enjoyed that wrestling talk, you can hear it every weekday and Saturday. Does Dave host the Saturday shows? Uh, no. Uh, Ryan McKinnell, a good uh, guy on our channel uh, who's an MMA guy, but also a wrestling guy out of Las Vegas. He does the uh, Saturday show with Mark Henry, 9 oh, cool. to noon Eastern, which is very cool. Um, so like I said before, if you guys are interested in what we're doing and you're a SiriusXM subscriber on the app, you can get our video content now, which is uh, very exciting. You can get uh, see some full interviews on there. This uh, Last week, we just had Ray Mysterio and Cain Velasquez in the studio, which was very cool. Uh, we also had Tony Shivani do a pop in, which oh, wow. was totally random and a lot of fun to have him in on on the show. He's what a resurgence he's having. I love him. Yeah. He's like honestly, I loved him as a child, and now actually getting to meet him and know him and just listening to his podcast and everything. Like I love Tony. He's such a great guy. So uh, that was really cool. We did about forty five minutes with him in studio, uh-huh. oh, so cool. uh, you can see that on the app as well. And also, if you're not a SiriusXM subscriber, Busted Open, Busted Open also has a daily podcast version of the show where Ooh. you'll get the best highlights of the day on Apple, Stitcher, and uh, Pandora. So there you go. Brilliant. Mm, fancy, fancy. All right, well, Alex, thank you so much. And I want to thank our Patreon top livecast fans. Once again, if you want to be a top livecast fan and get a shout out at the end of every episode, uh, you can go to patreon.com slash metal injection livecast. It's 10 bucks a month to get the shout out. It also gives you the bonus episode that you would get uh, if you pay the $5 a month thing. So as I roll our outro music, which is that's not the one. I was going to read these as uh, Howard Finkel in honor of yeah. uh, our wrestling discussion. Is that okay with everybody? Oh, yeah. I like that. Hold on, let me. However, <laughs> yeah, you want to do it? <laughs> no, I... <laughs> Yours, your Howard might be better than mine. We'll see. Uh, Dreamer, he he uh, always either does Finkel or Lord Alfred Lord ah. Alfred Hayes on the show. My word! I the only thing I can do is Al- Lord Alfred Hayes saying one thing and oh scoop slum. <laughs> That's all I can do. My word. (laughs) 
Ah. Seems like the Hogan Bomba clip is missing from our. Well, that's box. okay. So let's do the play the life. Yeah. There we go. Your Patreon shoutouts for this week: Eric, Benjamin, Dallas, Justin, Cattle Decaf, El Duderino, Lionel Alday. Ramaganoush, aka Justin, and Robert Jesus Delgado Bagalayos Jr. appearing at the Poughkeepsie Civic Center this Friday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much for tuning in. We will be back next Tuesday with a brand new episode. Kick off November with a bang. We'll see you then, or you'll hear us then. Bye. All right.